This episode of the Auto Geek Game Club is brought to you by Gamersgate. Download games anytime, anywhere. Visit Gamersgate.com. The Elder Geek Game Club is now on Stitcher. Listen to us on your iPhone, Android phone, Kindle Fire, and other devices with Stitcher. Stitcher is smart radio for your phone. Find it in your app store or at Stitcher.com. Hello everybody, welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. My name is Steve Wilkinson, and with me as always is Phil Summers. Phil, how are you doing tonight? I am very good. How are you? You don't sound very good, Phil. I'm going to be honest with you. I am good. I didn't, I didn't, <laughs> You're not selling I didn't it, man. You're not that. selling it. I know. I'm, so, I'm very good. All right, excellent. There you go. There you go. You, be, you need to bring out that the three you did in the count-off. That's got to be the, the good. <laughs> <laughs> And, of course, the editor and owner of ElderGeek.com, our wonderful benefactor, Mr. Randy. Randy, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> benefactor? Yes, what? he's paying all my bills. He's <laughs> like a bankrolling you guys. He's our, he's our one-man <laughs> Kickstarter. Sometimes he game roll us. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> Not like I'm putting any food on your table or anything. Well, you know. You know what I mean. But I do. I'm glad to be back. Thanks, Thanks for having me once again. Let's talk some video games. Yes, everybody, this is the Game Club, and this time around we have played Quantum Conundrum. This is episode number 27, by the way, I neglected to mention that. Quantum Conundrum, that was the game we played, and uh, let's go ahead, Phil, why don't you kick off with a little history on the game, even though it just came out. Yeah, I, well, well, hey, there, hey, there was time making this game, there was mm-hmm. a history during that time, so, you There's, know, there's a bit of sort of history. <laughs> There is a bit of a history here. I was actually surprised. Uh, it's a first-person puzzle game. Um, I guess in the vein of, like, Portal, really. It's really the only comparison you can make. Uh, and it was developed by Airtight Games. I didn't. I don't know anything about Airtight Games. Um, they are made up of ex-Facet Studio guys and Microsoft employees. So, uh, Facet, didn't they do, like, Shadowrun, Randy? Yes. Oh, yeah, they, they, they did yeah. the. Uh, Sounds good to me. They did the Xbox Live, uh, Xbox 360 version of Shadowrun that came out at the yeah. beginning of this uh, console generation. Yeah, which, and they were which, closed. Which was an excellent game, I might add. Unfortunately, yeah, a, lot of, yeah, a few. Uh, there I had a very uh, small but dedicated base. Huh? Mm-hmm. No. I was among them. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. it was a game that uh, it had the stigma of having the Shadowrun IP attached to it, and people were upset that they made it into a first-person shooter. Um, mm. So it kind of got uh, kicked to the curb because of that. Um, however, it was an excellent first-person shooter, and it was also a very excellent um, magic-based first-person shooter, competitive shooter, kind of in the vein of Counter-Strike. Okay. Yeah. Kind of sounds like Syndicate. You know what I mean? Like an right. old franchise that nobody used for a really long time, and then suddenly when they turn it into a first-person shooter, after nobody touches the IP for 20 years, people get pissed off. Right. So, yeah. Sorry. It's all right. Uh, so, their first game uh, as Airtight Games was actually the uh, colossal Capcom bomb, uh, Dark Void, which was like ten bucks, probably like five months after it came out, if that. Yeah. Um, and the big thing with uh, Quantum Conundrum is that it was designed by Kim Swift, the lead designer of Portal. She left actually during the development of Portal Two, so she didn't even finish Portal Two. And then after that, it was quickly announced that she was hired by Airtight to develop a brand new game. Uh, Airtight, I guess, got a hold of her 
because they wanted to create uh, games that hit a broader audience, most likely after the, you know, the fallout of Dark Void. Which, it's actually amazing they didn't close after uh, Dark Void when you think about it. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess they got paid. They were... I don't know how that stuff works, but, you know. Well, I'm sure they had their, their Capcom costs covered. Gave them, right, right. You know, I'm sure the the person that ate shit on that was probably Capcom. But anyway, uh, so eating shit is the is the business technical term on that one. Yes. <laughs> uh, the game was officially revealed, PAX Prime 2011, um, and then it was released on Steam June 21st of this year. And just this past week, got the uh, Xbox Live and PSN release. Uh, currently on Metacritic, holds a 78. PS3 and Xbox versions don't have uh, enough reviews yet, but hmm. they seem 78? That's a crime. Mm, I agree. Uh, that, that, seems about, that seems about right. <laughs> <laughs> Ow! So, 70, 78 is good on a scale of uh, 0 to 100. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good. It's a good like score! It's a good score based on everybody that doesn't score on, like, eldergeek.com standards. Based on, like, everybody else standards, 78 is a kind of a shit game. No! You, know? no. you don't think? I don't think 78's a shit game. I don't I think. There's That's, probably yeah, a bunch right. of like it's, it's 60s a high I enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's almost <laughs> a, it's almost an 80. Steve, I think you should go first on your thoughts because I you, had, uh, you had trouble. Well, okay. So I'll preface this by saying Portal, Portal 2, absolutely two of my favorite games this, I guess I'd say generation since they came out, you know, uh, in the last few years. Uh, Portal 2 was my game of the year for uh, the Elder Geek list last year, 2011. Um, and so I was pretty excited about this game. Um, and I will say that I like it very much. Um, however, something weird with this game is going on, and I was having really, really bad motion sickness um, playing this You're game. You're not the only one, by the way, because actually I, I, I read a bunch of you know forum boards about people complaining about yeah, the, I, the, the field of view. Yeah, I, I did a bunch of searches. I didn't know if it was the vertical sync, which is locked on in the game, unless you go into the config file and, and manually disable it. Um, I don't know what it was, but I could basically... I could play this game in about 20-minute uh, spurts. And then <laughs> I was telling Phil about this the other day. There was one... Maybe the second time I played the game, I was sitting here playing it, and uh, I just... I got so dizzy, I actually broke out in sweats. I, I stripped down to my boxers and I laid on the floor for about a half an hour. I had Holy the I had the spins. I was like a mess. I actually thought I was sick. I thought maybe I, you know I was coming down with something. Until then, I, up till that moment, I felt fine all day. And then after laying down, I felt better. And I felt fine the whole next day until I played the game again. And after twenty minutes wow. again, same thing happened. I was like broke out in sweats. I was a mess. Um, you know what I really think I, it I is didn't mean to laugh. I, by the way, I'm sorry. What's that? I didn't mean to laugh at. I didn't mean to laugh at your misery. I just no. Just it, funny, I mean, it's funny. A funny image of you. It's <laughs> stripping all of your clothes off and just laying there, like, like it just completely floored you. <laughs> oh, honey, Colin works tomorrow. I'm not going in. I was I'm playing quantum no, no, again. I, I totally no. I, I I can appreciate the humor because, I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it's it's a friggin' mess. I I don't know. I I've said this before. I think on this podcast, I've talked about the fact that I sometimes get motion sickness from certain games. I've never been able to pinpoint what it is because I've played Counter Strike for hundreds and hundreds of hours. I've played games like Call of Duty. Um, I played Portal One and Portal Two 
for yeah you think those ones really would have done you in. yeah especially yeah with some of the weird crazy you know going through the portals yeah. like, like in, my, on an infinite loop kind of thing you think that would make right. me sick yeah because my nephew me. he he plays all the first person games too like call of duty all day and he can't do portal like that that one just kills him for it, some reason it was really weird but anyway so that really sucked and it really kind of hindered my ability to get as i wanted to finish this game i mean that was something i wanted to do and i just wasn't able to do it i i think i still put a nice dent in it i got um you know just a prefaces for people you know we're going to be talking in a little bit of detail about the game going to try not to spoil too much for you but there's four powers you get that let you um you know kind of shift between different dimensions um and i got to the third power which is the one that slows down time and so I got maybe about halfway through that portion of the game once you have that power. Um, so I, I feel like I got a good taste of it, and I really did like it a lot. Um, I felt like, I mean, there's no way to not compare this game to Portal. It's obviously, this feels like a spiritual successor to Portal 1, kind of maybe what Swift had in mind is what uh, their vision was for Portal 2, and maybe... I don't know. I don't want to speculate as to why they left Valve or anything like that. Um, but, you know, maybe it was the opportunity to make the game that they wanted to make. Um, and that's kind of what this game feels like. It's very whimsical and cartoony, uh, as opposed to um, Portal's kind of dark, um, dystopian kind of uh, vibe that you get from it. Um, I don't feel like the writing was anywhere near as funny or, or, or even as um, interesting as the stuff that was going on in Portal, I didn't, I didn't really feel like um, you're going through this mansion and your uncle is kind of like the the Glados. He's mm-hmm. he's talking you through everything, and uh, it's it's a little weird. It's uneven at times, um, but I didn't feel like that was as interesting to me as um, you know what's going on in like Portal because that that game was just you know kind of weird and, and different for its time, um, but. I don't know. Uh, I really liked all the puzzles. I liked the powers. It was the kind of game where, when you know, when you do figure something out, you feel really smart. But it's not like there's ever anything that's so difficult where I was. I never felt stumped at any time to the point where I had to like go out and like find a, a walkthrough or something like that. I was able to figure everything out um, without too much difficulty. Um, I got stumped on a couple of them and had to had to walk away. I didn't I didn't look any of the puzzles up or anything like that, but I definitely got stumped on a couple of them. I mean, the, to the point of frustration. There were ones where I died or failed the puzzle and had to kill myself plenty of times. Um, but yeah, I mean, so I, I don't mean that I never you know got stuck on anything, but it was never so bad that I, I you know looked it up or anything like that. So uh, I think it did a good job of kind of like walking you through each of the powers. And kind of letting you learn how to use them, and then gradually um, building and making the um, the puzzles more complex. Um, I don't know. What did, what did you think, Phil? Uh, I liked it. Uh, I want to agree with the, um, the the uncle. I really couldn't tolerate <laughs> at all. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, screw the uncle. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> he got on my nerves. Uh, none of his jokes were good, and. And this is a weird thing. Like, he's sitting there insulting you the whole time, but you're on, like, a rescue mission trying to rescue this guy, and he has nothing good to say. Like, why? I don't want to rescue you. Why do I want to, re- why do I want to rescue this guy? I don't. Like, stay, stay in the dimension. I don't care. So, 
I don't. <laughs> so he he really didn't really do anything for me. But I mean that's besides the point. I wouldn't let that ruin a game for me. Um, what kind of killed me with this game? Um, you know I don't play first person shooters that much, especially on the PC. Um, so I I admit I'm not as good at, with the uh, mouse and keyboard as most people are. So uh, this game is surprisingly. Um, you could almost call it the um, the the the, the indie uh, you know puzzle platformer it falls right in there because there is tons of platforming in this game and first person platforming unless it's like Metroid Prime is always like a nightmare uh, and this game I have had like a very hard time I don't know making all the jumps and and doing what I was supposed to be doing you know like I I knew what I had to do in the puzzle I figured it out what I needed to do, but I could, you know, I would just kept falling down holes, dying over and over again. So finally, you know, I'm looking at the screen and just the way the HUD is, um, you know, when you have your, when you have access to the ability, you don't have access to the uh, four abilities at all times. They kind of switch them up uh, right. throughout the game. At least in the and beginning even, anyway. And even just like, as I was getting more of those, making these jumps and, you know, the game gets kind of nuts where you need to toggle between, um, all these dimensions while you're freaking like jumping and you know to give you an example one of the things is you can slow down time so what you need to do is you pick up like these safes there's like all that this is basically the game of moving instead of moving around uh, blocks you move around a safe uh, the game just keeps throwing giant safes at you so what you do is uh, you can enter the cloud dimension that makes everything fluffy um, or it's actually, I think it's the fluffy dimension and everything looks like clouds. Uh, anyway, so what you do is you need to make this giant safe fluffy so you can pick it up. So that's a button or whatever. And then you have to throw it across like a chasm that you normally couldn't, um, walk across with it. And as you do that, you need to toggle time to stop so that you can walk. Basically you're playing catch with yourself. You throw the thing through the air and then you have to walk around around the other side and then you catch it and i don't know you're just hitting so many goddamn buttons doing this stuff that <laughs> I, I loved that i liked it too but it was so many buttons so <laughs> finally i was just like i'm hooking up the 360 controller i i can't do it i can't do it so i hook up the 360 controller and i feel like this game was definitely designed with a console like with a controller in mind like it just was it easier with the shoulder buttons to yeah, shift to the dimensions? Uh, yeah, because it all, like on the HUD, like I was uh, kind of explaining before, all like it's all all the triggers, the two tri the two triggers on each side are, activate those abilities, and then you know jumping is with A, and that's it, and it's real simple. Like, you know, I, I found that I got around the world much easier once hmm. I switched to a controller, because you're just hitting so many buttons. Yeah, uh, I didn't really have. So, was there anything that this. you guys liked about it? I mean, because you guys are oh, so far, it okay. sounds like you guys dis dislike fly. What What did you like about it? I liked the catch. I said that. I said <laughs> <laughs> no. I I think it. Um. It had. Uh. Or I'm sorry. I'm just totally. Go, I, I really, I really liked the powers. I liked the three powers yeah. that I experienced. I thought were great. The only power you the missed out on was. Um, I only made Upside it halfway world. through the game. Yeah, it reverses gravity, so everything kind oh, of okay, just floats okay. up. Right, yeah, I think I had read somewhere about the four powers, and I, I, yeah, so I didn't get so that just one. So to, just to, to be clear with people that are listening that have not played this game, the four powers are uh, the fluffy zone that I was talking about, makes everything in clouds. 
the, the heavy dimension. Heavy dimension, which makes everything like rock solid and heavy as hell. You can't pick it up. Uh, and then the slow mo, and then the gravity. Reverse gravity. And right. none of these, they all, none of these can work like to. You have to use them together, but they don't like work together. So you, you can't, can't have two acts at the same time. Right. You can't turn something to stone and move it slowly. Right. It's either got to be going. You know what I mean. So, yeah, and, and yeah. look, yeah, I don't mean to sound like I'm being like overly down on the game. I really, really liked every puzzle I did. There wasn't a single puzzle in the game where I was like, oh, that one really sucked. At least the ones that I experienced anyway, let me be clear about that. Um, I, I really thought all the puzzles were really well designed, and I, I actually found them to be a lot of fun. I didn't have any problems with the, the platforming mechanics that I experienced. Um, I did some of the ones Phil was mentioning during the uh, slowing down time level I, I did do and I, I thought they were I thought they were fun I, I, I really liked them I thought they were they were clever there was like the one where you throw the safe um, there's like a two fields of lasers and and then you have to throw the safe slow down time pick up a box and you go block another laser so that it'll let it go through um, you block the one laser and it basically shuts off the other ones to let the the safe go through, and then when it gets through, you got to go to the next one and shut them off, and then ultimately the goal is to get the safe to land on this platform, which will then open the door and let you go through to the next place. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, I mean, I, I couldn't go through every <laughs> every puzzle in the game, but yeah, right. I, I didn't experience a single one that I thought was was poorly designed or or cheap. Really, I, I thought they were they were fair. No, the I got I got to admit, I thought the puzzles actually got better and better all the way up until the very end of the game. In fact. Um, I thought my favorite puzzles actually came about once you actually got the retur- reverse gravity, which is a shame that they wait so long to give you the fourth power, you know? Yeah. Because, uh, a lot of the, like, some of the, some of them got really, really fun. Like, you had to, uh, you would have to, like, catch a couch and then throw it in slow motion and then, you know, jump onto it and then, like, keep reversing gravity back and forth to kind of fly forward through, like, lasers and stuff. And, mm. and it gets really, it gets really intense. And, and it's a ton of fun. I, did I you really, finish the game? I did. Yeah. Oh wow. I wanted yeah. to finish it. I didn't get a chance to finish it. But what's funny is Justin Johnson, the guy who did uh, our official video review for it, he said that he was really disappointed by the ending. And even he even wanted to say he was like, "Oh, I wanted to kind of hop on the show and say like how I was how how sad I was with how abruptly the game ends." I have to totally disagree. I was really happy with the <laughs> ending of the game. I didn't feel like it, it. I didn't think it was abrupt at all. I thought that it. It built up to the end, like I finished the the fourth level, restarted the generator, and then you go back and and you go to you know your final showdown or your, right. your final your final uh, con. I don't want to say conflict, but your final puzzles. Mm-hmm. You right. know, and I thought it was satisfying. Yeah, I guess that, that's the way the game is framed. Is that there's these four <laughs> different areas? I guess is it right? F- there's four. Yeah, four different parts of the mansion and that, the, that are the powers out. Those. So you have to go into each area and make your way through the various puzzles, physics puzzles, and then at the end there'll be a large generator and you have to kind of apply everything that you've learned to then power the generator up. Did you think the game was too long, Randy? No. Uh-uh. And I was actually thinking about that. I <clears throat> I had the thought, I was like, boy, that was really long for a puzzle game. And I actually thought to myself, if I was writing the review for this, would I make the, the comment of saying, was it too long? And that seems like a... Like almost like a like a poor critique of a game like this because if that's like saying oh you you gave me too much food at the restaurant just don't eat it all then <laughs> you know don't yeah. play it all if you think it's too long well, just stop where, where you stop where you think is comfortable 
Yeah. So, so I don't think it's too long. I, I like the fact that they get, they give me more puzzles, and I'm actually really looking forward to the DLC for it to hopefully get more puzzles out mm-hmm. of it. Especially considering in this day and age where you know there's a five hour game for sixty dollars, it's hard right. to then fault a fifteen dollar game for for giving you right uh, that much a time. pile of gameplay. Right. Yeah. yeah, and good gameplay at that. I just you know like I said the the getting sick thing was kind of a downer. Um, I did end up going in and messing with my config file, which seemed to help a little bit. I was able to play for longer before I started feeling sick, or I don't know if I was just my body was getting used to it. But uh, uh, I definitely want to finish the game at some point because I really like Swift's design. Um, I, like I said, I loved Portal and Portal Two, and and this just feels like kind of more of that. You, but not when I the way I just said it made it sound like I was being negative about it, and I really wasn't. It, <laughs> it's a good thing, really. It's more it's more of that brilliant puzzle design that I loved about those other two games, um, in a, in kind of a new universe. Um, I think it feels the, like the, Portal, even though you don't have a Portal gun. It still feels like Portal. Yes, in a, yeah, in a, immediately, like immediately, you feel like you're because it even is kind of you know you get what it's like a glove you get that allows you to mm-hmm. do it so it's kind of funny it's kind of a similar setup in that you come into this room and then you get the glove and now you have one power and and first um like how in the original portal how it would do the portals for you you couldn't actually use the gun it did that you know it would just turn it on and turn it right. off so you could and you had to kind of just work within right like it teaches you the mechanic before you actually get control of the mechanic which i like yeah 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 now you were actually you and I were talking earlier, Steve, about how you were getting motion sick from the game, and I had said this, and I, I don't know if anybody else really kind of caught on to this, but the character that you're playing is is supposed to be a, a child. You're supposed mm-hmm. to be a, a youth, and so it, it, it's very similar to the beginning of Fallout Three, where when you start off Fallout Three, you're actually a mm-hmm. baby and you walk around and you solve a, a few minor environmental puzzles. Mm-hmm. And when I say that is because the camera then at that point is really low to the ground. It's mm-hmm. almost like worm's eye view kind of thing. And I think a lot of people are really uncomfortable with that because they're used to playing with somebody who is roughly about, I'm assuming, six feet tall in a video mm-hmm. game. Yeah. You know, like that's how high they have it off the ground. Mm-hmm. But this is really close to the ground, and I think a lot of people are, are kind of uncomfortable by that. Yeah, and you know, you after you said that, and it hadn't occurred to me before that, um, and then I was playing earlier today a little bit when I got home from work um, because I wanted to see... And you're absolutely right. Like when you're standing in front of a, a sofa or one of those chairs, it's obvious that the chair is taller than you. you right, know? right. Um, and even when you're just walking around, you notice that the ground is it's like really right here instead of like down I here. I wonder if that's what walking. made Steve feel motion sick. It that's, could be. That's what I'm kind of assuming. Yeah, yeah and I, there's there's no fix in that in the config file. No. That's, that's something that's built right into the game. Yeah, and I mean, I did mess with the field of vision and, and those settings. There's very limited uh, graphic settings in the game, which while I was doing my um, research about people getting mo- motion sick, uh, I found some threads on the uh, Steam forums, people talking about, you know, the fact that they were unhappy with the lack of video options that the game had for a PC game. Um, oh, come on. It's. It, I mean, I get it. I, I realize you want to have some video options, but it's... This is not a graphical beast that you need to tweak with to, yeah, you I, know, to get optimal settings here. I, yeah, I, I don't know that I would... I, I, I agree. I was just throwing it out there. That was something I saw. Um... And, I, I, you know, I would assume that's because this game was um, developed for all three platforms, and, and maybe they just yeah. didn't want to, you know, do go too crazy with video settings. I did notice one thing, and this isn't even really a critique, this is just an observation, was I noticed that, like, the the main menu, and as you're doing all, trying to go through, like, the menus, it feels like it's a console game on a PC. 
It oh. does, and you know what actually really drives me crazy about that main menu? To quit the game, you have to click start game yeah, and that. then go. It's like what the <laughs> hell? I'm trying to leave you. Yeah. Why would I click start game? I, I think even Alt F4ing didn't didn't close that game. Yeah, was... just little. Those were minor little gripes with with the UI uh, and the menus, and and it didn't. <laughs> I would not say that that's a, a huge uh, fault of the game. It's just a little thing. I, I got to admit, I, I really liked the game, and I think out of the three of us, I probably liked it the most. Um, I thought that the pol- the puzzles were solidly built, which I think is, is you know, key for a, a puzzle platformer, uh, especially first-person style. Um, but- um, can, I, can I interrupt real quick, Randy? Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. When I asked you about when I thought it was too long. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And the only my I asked you that because uh, I just felt like, did you feel that there were times where, you know, they really repeated a lot of the same ideas over and over again, which is when I was kind of like, well, maybe they could have cut that part of the puzzle out. Like, uh, I don't know, just to throw an example out there, um, uh, when you're in the fluffy zone, there's, like, these fans, and you can throw, like, boxes against the wall, and you can kind of make, like, steps. Um, like, they yeah. did that idea. When you first did that idea, you did it, like, a million times. It was like, okay, I understand that we can do this. Like, yeah. Did you ever? You never felt that way. No, I really, I really didn't. I thought they could have even expanded on that idea even more, like making your own fluffy block ladders. Like you know, pick up one block, put it up higher, and then jump on that to pick That's up the one true. below you and do it. I thought there was a lot of missed opportunity there. If anything, I thought that once you're actually finished with a stage, I was kind of disappointed that you like you always walked through what felt like the exact same hallways over and over and over again to get to the very next puzzle, which is fine if that's how they have it laid out, but I wish they had done something a little bit more like Portal, where when you were done with a puzzle, you'd go into the elevator and you just go right to the next puzzle. I'm not saying they needed to copy that exact idea, but but that extra walking time and that extra exploration time felt like padding. I kind of just took it... Uh, I'm sorry. I just took it as that was you know masking load times pretty much. You know that if that, that was walk. if that was it, I think they did it really well, and yeah. they also kind of masked it a little bit pretty well with the uh, like when you looked at the images, they gave you a little bit of exposition about the the house and the history of of uh, the quadrangles mm-hmm. and uh, and the history of Ike and all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that they they used it okay. I think they could have used it a lot better. In fact, if if there was one beef that I had about the game. And and this is my one beef about the game, and and this and I feel like it's not even a real complaint about the game. I feel like this is more like notes for the designers. I think they missed a huge opportunity with uh, the voice actor John De- John Delancey did the voice. I thought he did a great job with it, and clearly the people that were behind this were just amazing designers because the art style was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Actually, I really like the art style a lot better than mm-hmm. than Portals. Um, the animation was amazing because Ike looks like he's pulled right out of a like out of a classic Disney cartoon. Mm-hmm. And um, I think they missed a huge opportunity there because you're you're hearing John Delancey in this like kind of ethereal voice coming through the entire mansion when they didn't need to do that. They could have had him like appear on your glove. You could have looked up at your glove and saw a picture of him and they could have had an animated version of him talking to you to add some personality to him just other than a voiceover guy. Right. You know? Right. I mean, because they, they clearly had the, the design of the guy. You know what he looks like because he's on the, the art for the game, mm-hmm. but you you never, ever see him except for in the paintings. And for you to be able to actually see him on, on screen or in some way would have would have added a great character to him. So as it is, the only the only characters that you see in the game are is Ike. That's it. You never see yourself, but you only see yourself in a painting, and you never see him because he's in a painting. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but you, you see him at the very end. But the the 
the graphical style that they used to show them up there was just a flat image in a, in a three-dimensional world, and that kind of kind of irked me a bit. Speaking of seeing yourself, and I, I kind of noticed that too. Um, first off, this is and this is not really a shot at the game, but um, <laughs> I still find it kind of funny that. I, th- I guess it was Half-Life 2 that first did it. When you pick up an object, it just kind of like floats up into the screen. Uh-huh. And that's be- kind of become like the standard as in how, you know, that, that that sort of thing works. And I still find, like, I find it funny that, like, we're 10 years down the line or whatever. <laughs> and we're and still these games invisible are, floating objects. And we still got us. these fucking objects just, yeah, just <laughs> floating up. And it's like, oh, okay. And then... And Portal, Portal masks that pretty well because it's supposed to be done by the gun. Like, the gun right. is holding it up in the air. Mm-hmm. But but I know you mean every other first-person shooter out right, there. Right, and it's like, okay. Floating. Yeah, it's float, and I understand that like to actually <laughs> animate hands grabbing and manipulating these objects would just be like a complete like programming nightmare. I get that, but I just yeah. find it I find it funny that we're like you know we're almost is Half Life Two a decade old? Is that ten years old now? It's got really be. close if it's not already. So we're you like... know we're ten years into this, and we still got objects floating in front of us. If you think about 1990 versus what came out in 2000. <laughs> I'm just talking, you know what I mean? I'm just talking like leaps of I don't know, just how things work. But it, it's a it's not like a slant at this game. It's just kind of I don't know, just a, an observation in general. Um but to to kind of make that worse though, you know, cuz you don't feel like you're a character holding these objects. I never felt like I was a little kid. I guess you guys were saying when you walk up to the couches and stuff you're low. But another thing I noticed was you know, you see the shadows of the objects you're holding on the wall, but you never see like a shadow of yourself. So you just kind of see like this box moving around. I that's pre- that's like... pretty typical of a first-person I... shooter. Not many do that. Like Syndicate, I remember did it recently, and there's a few others, a few more modern ones that start to show your own uh, shadow and and uh, and your own legs and stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like at this point, I don't know. They, sh- they the guy should be there. Haven't you been able to see yourself since like Duke Nukem 3D? <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'm, I'm totally full of shit. We've been a- we've been able to see our show- own shadow for years now. Yeah, in Duke, <laughs> going back to Metroid Prime, you could walk up to the walls, see yourself in Metroid. I mean, I don't know. Show, I, show I, me, show me. It's weird. It's just weird. I felt like I was the box, you know, because I just see a box moving. I see a box in front of my screen, and I see a box shadow. Like I didn't. I don't feel like I'm a character. I, and, I, like and, and that's a, that's actually a, a flaw in the game. I really do think they had a, a giant missed opportunity with the with the the, the talent they clearly have on staff to, mm-hmm. to create well animated and and you know downright beautiful characters like that. And they didn't use them to their full extent. You know, it's also a budget game. So you is know, it? It was published by Square Enix. And I know, in but in fact, it's... I'll go on record and say this: this is one of the best Square Enix games that they've made in years now. Well, yeah, I would probably agree with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm with I you mean, on that one, for sure. sure. <laughs> I mean, sure, it's a budget game. It's $15. That's like the box right? quote right so, there. It's like the best the best, Square, <laughs> the best Square Enix game in years. <laughs> Eldergeek.com. <laughs> Sorry. So, yeah, you're, pro- you're probably right. Uh, that It might be the, the best one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's a $15 game. So, yeah, it's a budget game. They... You know, I'm sure they had to cut corners or whatever, so can excuse them on certain things. But, but for a fifteen dollar game, I think we've played 
less expensive games that were a lot crappier than this. Oh yeah, show. for a fifteen dollar game, I mean, you, it blows away, it blows away uh, it blows away a lot of sixty dollars. You mean more, games. more expensive games that were a lot crappier than this? Yeah, well, yeah, there's that too. <laughs> Played a lot of more expensive games that were a lot crappier than this. I think I think if somebody actually if I was doing the video review for it, I would I would probably I would give it a worth buying for sure. But um. I guess after talking to Steve, I would I would actually put on a, a, an exclaimer <laughs> saying like, "Hey, even even veteran gamers might get motion sick." Stop from at a this. CVS and buy a box of Dramamine uh, to take. Or, or suck it up and be a gamer. Oh, for once. Come on, you've been man. doing it for twenty. How long have you been playing now? Oh, I don't I don't know. Like 30, 33 years, something like that. I don't know. A long time, but. <laughs> Oh, honey, Colin works sick. I can't go. <laughs> yeah, I do feel bad though. I, I have family that actually gets really uh, a family member or two that that I, actually gets sick while playing first person shooters. I wish it was something. I, can't say play this. I wish it was something I could put my finger on and like say, okay, this is the fix, and then keep going. Um, but unfortunately, I haven't found that yet. Um, I thought maybe it was a frame rate thing. Like the frame rate was weird, and so I did end up disabling the VSync. Like I said. Um, by editing the config file, uh, and that felt a little better, but there was still just kind of like this jerky movement at times that would just make me feel like, uh, like. Did you guys play with that motion blur on? By the way, I turned it off. Yeah. I turned motion blur. That was one of the first things to go. You turned. You left it on, Randy. Oh yeah. How do you leave that on? That's awful. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are killing me. I love that stuff. I love motion blur. The 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 better the effects I can get on screen, no. the more I'll take them. Normally, oh, yeah. motion blur doesn't like, no. bother me. Yeah, normally motion, motion blur doesn't bother me at all. But that, I can't stand it. That in, in any, it's not just this game. I can't stand like you move your head. When I move my head in real life, shit's not blurring everywhere. There's no motion. You're blur. You're not moving fast enough. That's the problem. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> get rid of that shit, people. No more motion blur. Turned it right off. I like motion blur. <laughs> so, if I were going to give, I mean, this game's definitely worth buying for, from my point of view. Um, uh, and and I feel bad because what you pointed out, Randy, early on in the podcast is I feel like maybe it came off like I was kind of crapping on it, and I really didn't mean to. Uh, I think what happened for me really was I was very hyped up for this game, and the the getting sick thing kind of just took the wind out of my sails a little bit. But um, I would definitely recommend this to anybody to give it a try. And, and play it. Um, I think it's well worth the money. I think it, it, the, the value is there. Um, and it, But if you are the type of person like me that randomly kind of gets sick from games, and I, I would just say, you know, be careful, but it's still worth I, I don't regret buying it, and I will finish it so, in some... <laughs> <laughs> at some point in my life, uh, I will finish it, but... Honey, bring me the bucket. I finished another level. <laughs> I'll just have a stack of airline sickness bags on the side of my desk here, and I'll just or a trash can or something, and just you know throw up every twenty minutes, and I'll be good to go again. You know what I actually did really like about this game was there wasn't like there were there were puzzles that obviously had like legitimate solutions to them like they all had like the solution that was the obvious one or the the one that you worked for to get, mm -hmm. but there were a few that I definitely like fudged. Right. To get. Like yeah. there, there, there was one where you, um, it's I, I know exactly which one it is, and and I hope I don't spo spoil the puzzle for anybody. Oh, whatever, just do it. There, there's a, there's a puzzle where you walk into the room and and there's the four like batteries sitting on the shelf, and you can pick one of them to begin the level, and like you then have that power to kind of go through. I picked 
I picked the reverse gravity one. And okay. It was the only one I was able to get. I, I picked the reverse gravity one, and then I managed to get a bunch of safes in the room where the door was, and I just kept making the gravity like go up, and then I'd stand underneath the safe and let the safe smack me in the face, <laughs> and like let it roll forward, and I would reverse gravity again, and I would just make it move forward until eventually I just turned on the the two door switches without solving the rest of the puzzle. So wow, hmm. yeah, using the old noggin. I like that though. I like that they. I like when puzzles are designed in a way that you can have multiple ways to do it, and the fact that they. I didn't get to that one obviously because you had all four powers. Um, but the fact that they give you the four batteries and you can kind of choose one, and and that's the only way you can do it. I mean, that that's pretty cool. Yeah, they're they're honestly the the puzzles towards the very end. I was I was really really happy with and and if if there was anything to the to my complaint about if I if I had said that the game was too long, it was like maybe maybe it took too long to get to the really really good puzzles. Like all the be- the puzzles at the beginning felt great, but the ones towards the end I thought were just fantastic and and worth kind of powering through if you if you were happy with it. So. Cool. What about I'm, you, Phil? Would you would you give it a worth, I, what, would you, what would you give it a worth try? Um, I guess maybe I give it to worth buying. I mean, I know I'm bringing the poop right now. Um, but <laughs> that for a moment you were gonna say, man, <laughs> toss it in the don't bother pile. No, no, no. I like it. It's good. No, it's a good game. It's a good game. The puzzles are good. I just got a little bit of beef with it, but I mean, whatever. It, it it's a solid game, and it's better than probably most sixty dollars games that are out out there on store shelves right now. And you know, I'm not. I don't play many first-person games, like shooters. It's not a shooter at all. But I would rather play this than any other, you know, first-person game on the market. So. So no, nobody else, when they were playing this, was thinking of John Delancey from like Breaking Bad, thinking of Jesse's girlfriends. I know. Watch. I haven't Island, watched so that. I I've only seen a little bit of the what? first season. So he was. Uh, wasn't he Q from Star Trek: The Next Generation? Also. Yeah. You know what? I was. Oh, he was Q. Is that yeah. is that who that was talking to me? Was Q? Mm. <laughs> the Star Trek connection. There it See, is. I knew him from uh, Torchwood and and Breaking Bad. I was never a big Next Generation. I've, I've never seen Torchwood either. I've, I've been oh, Torchwood's really good. He's he's in. Uh, I can't remember which which version of Torchwood he was on, but he the, his his part, portion of the show was really good. But oh well, I, I really I I'm, that is my biggest complaint. I think he was a big missed opportunity. I don't think they used him to his fullest potential. I would agree. I, th- I thought he did his. I thought he did his lines well. I thought he did okay. I think that the writing didn't hold up to his performance. I, I like I, I said, absolutely agree with that. Yeah, and that goes kind of what I was saying about the writing is I just felt like it was and what Phil was saying also was that it just seemed weird at times and and he was just very kind of mean to you and <laughs> it it felt kind of like they were trying. <laughs> This Maybe he's from an alternate dimension where he's actually your dad and your uncle at the same time, oh, and you know, there you go. There you and go. he's DLC. the one that dropped you off. It's a yeah, DLC. we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Phil, do you want to take it away with some of the community feedback? Yeah. Uh, um, so Nate, uh, he always has something to say on here. Uh, he said he gave it. Uh, he started out with a hmm. I really like the puzzle mechanic. <laughs> he completed written the game. out hmms are very deep. Yeah, he he completed the game by the way. I really like the puzzle mechanics. Cycling through the different dimensions was really interesting. The puzzles themselves were fun too. Clever and most of the time very satisfying to execute. Using slow mo and reverse gravity to surf on furniture was always a fun time. I like the look of the game, the way changing dimensions thematically altered the environment. I like that too. Got a chuckle out of me a few times, like the pictures would change and stuff like that, depending yeah, on what good. dimension. Uh, especially, oh, he just said it, especially how the paintings would change. Story and the music really fell flat, though. 
I didn't mind the music too much. The story was kind of a cool. It's a cool. It's a fine idea for what it is. I just think the uncle was dumb. Uh, I didn't care why I was figuring out these puzzles. Your uncle is a real dick for someone who desperately <laughs> needs your help. I agree with this. <laughs> the song that plays over the credits, which I did not see, makes me want to throw my computer out the window. It was awful. Also, don't click that do a thing button on the main screen. Pure nightmare fuel. So he seems he seems almost almost how I feel about it. He liked it. He's not like balled over by it or anything. I'm I'm hoping that uh, in the next game that they're going to be doing some kind of co-op with this. I, the opportunity is there because mm-hmm. now you could be both Doctor Quadrangle and nephew slash you, whatever your name is. That would um, be cool. Yeah, I, I, I there's there's a lot of opportunity with this game, and I and I really hope this 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 continues on. Mm-hmm. You know, clearly and, it's not going to be the juggernaut that Portal Two was, but I think no. people should no, still recognize no. it and for I a think good it, game. It's a more I don't know what the quaint kind of a it feels like a smaller experience. You know, it's not I don't know, and I don't mean that it's a bad thing. I just mean it feels more intimate. It'll find its audience, I think. Yeah, it's a great game. I, yeah, for sure. Th- this is going to do better for these guys in Dark Void. <laughs> I mean, we can say that. I mean, we can say that, right? I mean, <laughs> that is a. I mean, that's a compliment. That is a that's fact. a good. That's an. That is. A, I'm not saying that to be a dick. I mean, this is a much better game. I didn't play all of Dark Void. I actually, I played the demo of Dark Void, and I sort of kind of thought it was okay because these guys did. Uh, they worked on Crimson Skies. Did you ever play right. that on mm-hmm. Xbox? Yeah, I liked that game, mm-hmm. and I liked yeah, when. It's a classic. Yeah, and I liked that when you were flying around in Dark Void. It was basically like crimson skies but you're a dude and then you could land but apparently the whole game itself is a train wreck but from the demo like just fooling around i thought it was kind of interesting um but anyway yeah game was a bomb no one liked it uh no one even wants to buy it when it's ten dollars uh and this game you know it's getting reviewed well it's got a 78 on metacritic but the reviews are very uh wide right wide ranging uh, like destructoid gave it like a perfect 10 of course they told you like you're a a dipshit if you don't like it stuff like that so the reviews are kind of all over the map that's true right Uh, yeah uh, i am dumb uh (laughs) justin uh justin johnson uh also of eldergeek.com um and the uh host of the radio free gamer podcast he sent me over twitter just saying his his comment was the ending or lack thereof disappointing (laughs) i think the ending is fine i know for a puzzle game and and I agree with you that the, I again this ties back into my overall arcing point of of missed opportunity with the actors the the guy didn't need to be a dick you know mm-hmm. if they had just put him on screen and or or even altered the story a little bit to make it a better purpose for you to push forward and, and solve more and more puzzles <clears throat> the what? whole the whole your your mom and dad just drop you off every once in a while it's kind of kind of a lame excuse to start the story off well yeah and 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 what i was going to say earlier and i kind of held back but what the hell was that i felt like the <laughs> don't make, making him a dick seemed like it was expected because of glados and portal, and portal you know portal. i was going to uh, say that i was going to say that too but it doesn't work in this case because right. Gla- glados is working kind of sh- she's you're a not saving robot. glados <laughs> right you're not saving her you're just yeah. you're just dealing you're just dealing with her and it's like it doesn't work in this case yeah, i agree it, and it i'm kind of brought it up because it felt here like we are because com- of here that. we are complaining about the story of this game when literally the story of Portal is just you are a prisoner and your job is to solve puzzles. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but know? it's just the way it's handled. Right? No, I agree. You know? I agree. There's there's a little bit more story here, but it is it is handled poorly. It's a shame. I, right. I, I, 
I feel guilty in a way comparing it to Portal, but there's really no way you can't compare it to Portal. Yeah. I can't think of many other first-person puzzlers. No, out it's there. yeah, it's well, impossible also because not of the compare. pedigree of the the developer and, and designer. That's um, that's very true, and she clearly has a bright future ahead of her, even beyond. Oh Portal yeah, now. absolutely. Yeah, um, and then it's, al- what, it's almost like. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, say we did get one more that I did not put in the uh, show notes here. Um, oh, I got an go IM right before we started recording from Dante, a uh, longtime fan and listener of the show and supporter. Mm. He told me to tell Randy that Randy is not allowed to like this more than Portal. <laughs> I guess he read a, he read a uh, something you posted on Twitter earlier about saying that you, you liked it more than Portal or you might have you, liked it more than Portal and he said, I, I'll tell you I'll tell you what I actually do like about this more than Portal I, I really like the the art style a lot more than Portal um, I actually I like I don't want to say I like the characters more than Portal I like the potential of the characters more mm-hmm. than Portal like Glados is very one dimensional. You know, and right. Chell is zero dimensional. Well, yeah. Whereas, like Doctor Quadrangle actually has some, you know, for lack of a better word, he has some dimensions to him. Um, Ike, holy crap! Ike is one scary little fucking like midget furry man. It's thing. weird looking. I, lo- I love the one uh, the one picture of him where he's like holding the balloon. And he's like, and <laughs> yeah. the doctor says he's like, Ike loves that picture. For some reason, I hate it. It's, his eyes stare right into your soul. Although that was a great that was. That was an example of where the writing where it works and that character and, and kind of making, you know, it, it was funny and still a little demented. Um, yeah. The reason why Ike, like, creeps me out is because, like, sometimes you see him and he's just like, oh, and then there's other times where he's like, ah, right, and you're yeah. like, whoa, what the hell, little man? So, who knows? So I, th- I, th- I think the game has a lot. I, I would really think that, that Disney should try to option to pick this up. <laughs> You know, I think it would make a great animated series. I think it would make a cool little series. Hmm. hmm. Like hey, living, come on, they're, uh, in the they're buddy with buddies with Square Enix. That's true. Yeah, there you show. go. They are buddies. Could show up in the next Kingdom Hearts game. <laughs> true. <laughs> <laughs> so that uh, does it for community feedback. Um, so let's see. We're going to do a wrap up here. Phil, what do you, what's this you got here? So uh, I, I wanted to... Since the Steam sale is going on, I wanted to touch on. I noticed that a couple of games that we covered in previous game clubs were uh, on sale, so I just figured I'd run through like a, a list of some of the ones we've we've done uh, this year with an um, official invite to go check them out. Yeah, yeah, seriously. I mean, there's a lot of these are just dirt cheap. Lara Croft, which we just did last episode, is eight ninety nine. I'm sure that'll be a daily deal and cheaper at some point. Um, Noido Love Two is two forty nine. That's, That's a great worth deal. it. Yeah, Offspring Fling three nineteen. Wow. Uh, Legend of Grimrock right now is daily deal six bucks. That's a steal. Yeah, Wizard one seventy nine. Uh, Unstoppable Gorg for five bucks, and Bastion's a little high at ten dollars, but Bastion uh, will probably go lower. Yeah, that'll probably be a daily deal. But I mean, if I were, um, you know, wanting to get in on some game club games I missed, I'd definitely pick up uh, Noida Love. Offspring Fling and Wizard. I mean, it's like worth less than like ten bucks for three games. Cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Good deal. Yeah, any, uh, what would you guys buy if um, you were? Lara Croft, Grimrock. Yeah. Offspring Fling. Yeah, Grimrock for six bucks is a great deal. Noidu Love too for two fifty is pretty good too. That was a really fun game. Um. And Unstoppable Gorg, if you like real time, uh. Tower def- an unconventional tower defense game for five bucks. That's a great deal. Cool. 
Yeah, I just thought I'd throw it out there. Mm-hmm. Continue to support those games. Good games. Yeah. And speaking of games, for the next episode of the Game Club, we're going to be playing Celestial Mechanica, which is a kind of a retro-y indie looks puzzle platformer. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping the trend going, but it's got kind of a Mega Man-ish kind of feel to it. Uh, yeah, it looks very 16-bit-ish. Yeah. So, looks like an interesting game. Go over to celestialmechanica.com. We'll have a link to it in the show notes on eldergeek.com as well, so you can just get to it that way. But, uh, yeah, check it out. Play along. Send us your comments over Twitter, Facebook, or any other way. Post them in the comments on eldergeek.com, and we will happily read them on the show. Yes. And be sure to... uh, (laughs) Please be sure to listen to our podcast Please. next time. Ever. For the love of God, just listen. <laughs> but now we're now we, we, there's actually big news. We we're on Stitcher now, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, we uh, I've submitted us to Stitcher. We're on there now. Stitcher Radio. Um, I'm actually there'll be a little ad for it at the beginning of the show as well. So people who've gotten this far already know. But uh, yeah. Go over, check out Stitcher Radio. It's a cool app. Uh, it basically it podcasts. Uh, if you don't want to use iTunes or whatever, you can uh, iOS, Android. Uh, it's on Kindle, uh, Fire, on pretty much all those platforms. It's a nice app. You can download. You can find us on there. Check us out. That would be awesome. Um, and cool. Yeah. And if you are using iTunes or Zunes, um, iTunes. IZunes. The iTunes. iZunes or iTunes. If you're using the iTunes, um, head on over there and give us some ratings. We'd appreciate it. Um, it would help us out quite a bit. Cool. Phil, what about you? Before we get going, how are you, are you, are you doing any cartoons soon on Shamoozle? I, <laughs> I am working on a cartoon. I'm working very hard on it. Um, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea when it will be done. I bit off more than I could chew again. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The story of an animator. It is, man. It's never, it's just like never, it's never ending. Never ending. You just keep going. You just keep working on it. And then, you know, and then you have like a two second little animated thing <laughs> that you've spent hours Don't and hours on. Don't sell yourself short. It's definitely like three seconds. Yeah, it's yeah. at least three, three and a half. Solid. So yeah, and the, it, it, and the voice acting is really good. You got an excellent performance out of Benson last time. Oh yeah, thank you. I, I'm going voice acting free. I decided on this one. Ah. Yeah, I, I was I was going back and forth, and I just decided that I I want to take a more silent approach to it. So yeah, cool. Just decided that the other day. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Right. Uh, yeah, sorry. Well, yeah. Look forward to it. Check out Phil. Uh, yeah. Follow follow him on Twitter at Shamoozle. Uh, yeah, I'm. And, uh, I've been look tweeting. for updates on the sh- on the new short. Yeah, it'll be it'll be ready at some point. I was really hoping for end of the month, but uh, I don't I don't know if that's gonna happen. I would really like it to be that way. I'm working hard, but we'll see. Hardly working. <laughs> no, in this case, I re- <laughs> <laughs> the. the <laughs> Yeah, maybe in between, maybe like the first month or two after the last short. Yeah, hardly working, but yeah, uh, putting the pedal to the metal a little bit now. Trying. All right. 
Well, let's wrap this one up. Be sure to head over to ElderGeek.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch TV. Lots of good stuff. Lots of video reviews, editorial content. Guys streaming games. They're hot and heavy into uh, the secret world right now. So <laughs> yes, they are. Pretty much any time of the day, head over there and check out some of that. I've actually I got to jump in. I want to check that game out. Um, been hearing cool things about it, but uh, have not played it yet. So uh, thank you very much for listening. For myself, Steve, and for Phil and Randy, we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Yep. Thank you. See you guys. Thank you.